This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Today, we will, um, um, we will discuss a very important parashat Shavua that probably is one of the fundamentalists that we have to know. And I'll give, a, um, I'll give you a pasuk that says it all. In Perek Tetzayin, Pasuk of Hayat, it says, Ki lo milibi. Now what does that mean, Ki lo milibi? Listen to what I'm telling you. To give you an intro to this, the Rambam has the Shlosh Yitzra'i Karim. Has 13 principles that we have to have in Muna'in. For example, we say, Ani ma'amin be'munah shelemah, I know 100% that HaKadosh Baruch Hu en lo guf, ve'en lo... He doesn't have a physical uh, a, a body. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself doesn't have a physical body. It's no such thing. And, 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 and when sometimes you say, when we say, Biyad Hazaka or Tziyaka, right? Hashem saved us Biyad Hazaka with a, with a Yad. doesn't physically mean Yad. It's a metaphorical, so you can understand. But he doesn't have a body. Let's say, a guy tells me, Rabbi, I can't wait after 120. I'm going to see Hashem. I picture him. He's sitting on a throne, everything like that. I'm going to kiss both his hands and his feet. He doesn't have hands and he doesn't have feet. And lo guf, and lo guf. That's one of the principles of faith that Rambam held. And now a person must believe in these principles. Now, one of the most important principles is, out of all the ones, is the eighth that he says. What's the eighth principle? Of Rambam, that everything was given from Hashem to Moshe. Moshe did not add in extra, zero. He didn't put in any extra iota in the Torah. That means whatever Kadosh Baruch Hu told Hashem, that's exactly what he did. Not one thing less, not one thing more. Not even the ink was extra. Now we know. This very famous question that they ask, right? Says that Moshe Rabbeinu, everybody knows when he came down from Mahar Sinai, we know his, his face was glowing, his forehead was glowing. I said, where did this glow come from? Said there was an extra ink that was left over after the Torah was written. And Hashem took that ink and he put it on Moshe Rabbeinu's forehead. That's where it came from. So to that, everybody asks a question on that. Hashem knows exactly how much ink has to be. So how is there something extra? Where is the extra ink coming from? Very famously, when Moshe Rabbeinu was writing Vayikra, that Hashem called Moshe, he didn't say, he didn't write the whole thing, Vayikra, he wrote the Aleph, we know what? He wrote it small to show his humility. So the extra smallness of that extra Aleph, that extra ink, Hashem said, I'm going to put that on your, on your forehead to, to show the world how anav you are, how, how awesome you are, how, how great you are. But there's not one extra ink, not one extra letter, not one extra uh, iota of even one letter on top where they have the nikudot, nothing, zero. There's not one extra. Whatever Hashem told Moshe, Moshe wrote exactly, exactly the way it was, everything. And every single part of the Torah is extremely important. There's not one le- If you would ha- take a Sefer Torah, and you would have, let's say, a, a one, one letter off, let's say Ishmael. You had the, the mem of Ishmael off. 
The whole Torah is pasu. The whole Torah is pasu. What do you mean? Well, well, I, you, you might say, I understand if one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the letters of the Ten Commandments is out, Anuchi Hashem, one of the Aleph, I understand. But Yishmael, gives by Yishmael right now. Oh, Esav. You have Esav, uh, the, the Vav is off. The whole thing's pasu. Why? Because everything is Yisod that was given from Hashem to Moshe exact. There's not one extra, not nothing extra, and everything was pertained exactly, exactly, exactly to And that's our emunah. Our emunah in the Torah is, there's nothing extra, this is exactly what was given from Hashem to Moshe. Moshe passed it down to Yoshua, Yoshua Zekenim, and it's passed down to us exactly the way it was given from Hashem all the way to us till this very day. Till this very day. Now, now that you know that intro, we got to ask another question. Usually, we see Moshe Rabbeinu is the biggest Rahman. We see Moshe Rabbeinu himself as a person. No matter what, what Bnei Yisrael do, he's always praying, stop, no, don't do this, that. But when it comes to this punishment of Korah going down to the ground, he's not protesting anything, that's it, finish it. He wants them to stop, don't do it, don't fight with us. But at the end of the day, there's no, and to think, of course we know Mahalokit is very great, but what is it about this Mahalokit? Of course, every Mahalokit. This one is so great. You know, people have Mahalokit, you don't see the ground opening up. You know what I'm saying? You're fighting with you, you did that, that, that. Stay away, stay far away, make sure you don't get involved with any Mahalokit, make sure you don't. But this Mahalokit is so great. That the whole earth is opening up, swallowing, swallowing anybody, even the babies, even anything that was connected with Korach, anybody who was connected with this Malokit is out. What is it in this Malokit is so great more than anything? The answer is, is because this was just a tip of what can create a disaster, Hasfi Shalom, to the whole Torah. How? I'll tell you. Think about it. Moshe Rabbeinu assigns the Kehuna, he signs all the positions ready. And now Korach wants to say, oh, why is he Kohen? Let me be the Kohen. Why is he the leader? Let me be the leader. Now, the second you're doing that, you're starting to question Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, 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 authority that he got from Hashem to write everything else. I'm not just questioning that. I'm questioning when, when, if, he, if he wins, if Korach wins with that, oh, why are you putting this, put this, put that, put that, put that? Then if that's the case, then everything else around that, that, that scenario, it's going to just build up, build up, build up, build up. Well, we'll change this and then we'll change that. We'll change this and then we'll change that. We'll change the whole Torah. Because what? Korach got him on one thing. What, you can't. Korach, you have to believe 100% that whatever Moshe Rabbeinu is doing is from Borei Olam himself. And that's why I go back to the Pasuk. And I read the Pasuk on Pasuk Kafket, Perek Tetzayin. It says, Moshe, bezot deun, With this you'll know. Ki Adonai shelechani la'asot et kol ha'ma'asim ha'ele. Hashem said me, Ki lo melibi. It's not from my heart. It's not coming from, from my, uh, from my, uh, 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 uh. Uh, open heart that, that I decided he should be the leader. Everything that I'm doing is all from Borei Olam. And that being the case, if you're questioning that, then you can question the whole Torah. 
If I'm not right on this, you question the whole Torah. And if that's the case, you could crumble the whole Torah. That is why the biggest punishment for Korach is what? Is throwing anybody that's with him in the ground. Because if we don't do that, we don't show you the severity of that, then what's going to be? Everybody's going to start, oh, this, oh, that, oh, that. What are you talking about? Everything was from Hashem, from Moshe, from, from Hashem to Moshe. Everything was from Hashem to Moshe. When there was a, there was a rabbi, a famous rabbi, we know the Gemara says that when, uh, when he was walking by a certain place, he heard noises. What is this? Says, Korach is saying, Moshe emet, v'torato emet. What's going on over here? Why is he saying, Moshe emet, v'torato emet? He should just say, Moshe emet. Moshe, you were in truth to what you picked as the leaders, as, uh, as your brother, as your Kohen. You, you chose correctly. It should say, oh, what was the Mahaloket? The Mahaloket was about choosing. Oh, I should be the leader. You should be the leader. I should be Kohen. You should be Kohen. So, so what should it be? It should be in that aspect. Korach should be saying, Moshe, you're a met in choosing the leader. No, it says, Moshe a met, Torah a met. Why Torah to a met? What does it have to do with anything? It says the answer is it wasn't just about leadership. The fight was about leadership. The fight is going to be about if you win the war, if you Korach win this in this situation, you'll make the whole Torah fasul. And therefore, Korach has to say, not only Moshe emet, Torah to emet. The whole Torah is emet. Because otherwise, if you... And that's, that, that's the severity. That's the severity of, what, of this, this week's parashat Shavua. It is so severe that without this, without this, a, a, a person... I'll give you the best example. You want to hear a crazy, amazing example? I'll tell you an amazing example. I have... A friend of mine, he's a rabbi, he, he, he started a shul about a few years back. He started his own shul, he did his own thing, and I opened up and, and everything was going smooth. Everything was going smooth. Fast forward 15 years later, there was a guy. He came into shul. He was a new congregant. And the shul was going, and the Be'er Midrash was going clear. Very, 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 very smooth. Everything was going all right. My friend calls me up. He says, I have a disaster. So what's going on? He says, this new congregant, this one new congregant, flipped over my whole shul in, in a matter of a month. I said, what do you mean? He said, look, me and my, uh, he has like a treasurer, like, like a guy taking care of the aliyot and things like that, of the donations. So now, how did he, how did he rile up the whole shul? He starts telling them, do you see where the money is going? Do you know where this is? Do you know where that is? And do you know this? And do you know that? What are you talking about? Where's the expense? Where, where? And then they open up their mind to things that they never thought about. Now they're questioning the treasurer of the shul, telling him, we want to see every single dollar because we don't trust you. And meanwhile, it's their, it's, it's, it's their friend. It's their friend. The treasurer is their friend that started up with them. What happened? This whole Mahalokia type of thing, you could have one person riling up the whole shul in order to make a whole ruckus. Now the treasurer says, I don't want to be here. People don't trust me. I'm leaving. The whole thing is upside down. And the guy's like, no, we're sorry. And this, a whole rubber. What happened? 
The answer is, is what's going on? You're making a mahalokah, but when you cause mahalokah, you, 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 you don't realize you're destroying the whole shul. How many times in families, how a husband and wife might be fighting? They might be, might be fighting. It might, it might happen. Hopefully never does, but it might happen. And now the, the daughter will go to her mother or something like that. Uh, or, or the daughter will go to the father and, uh, and the fight. They'll have a fight. All of a sudden, uh, what happened? Oh, why, why you look so sad? What happened? Oh yeah, he screamed at me. Oh, the next time he screams at you, tell him this, tell him that. And now, he got involved telling him his daughter to tell her husband. And now the whole, there's a whole mahalaka going on. It would have been, what, you're getting involved and you're adding in fire to what's going on. It would have automatically sizzled. But you're adding fire to it. You're adding more to it. That's what, I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to say. Korach over here in this situation was adding, in a sense, fire. If, if you disprove Moshe Rabbeinu right now on this, that he put this leader instead of me as a Kohen, he put his brother as a, as a Kohen, if you mess up that, what are people going to think automatically? Oh, wait, wait. If, if Moshe, you're wrong on that, then also on that, and then on that, and then that, and then the whole Torah will be all uh, messed over. So the severity of this Mahalogan is you're ruining the whole Torah, therefore you, you're out. You, anything that's next to you, you're out because the Emunah that we have to have in the Torah itself, Moshe Emet, the Torah to Emet, and it was given from Hashem, and that one thing changed from the time of Har Sinai from, from Hashem to Moshe till now, till this very, very day. And Moshe, in his humility, he didn't stop it. You know, we say Moshe Rabbeinu is the most humble out of everybody. Yeah? We call it Adam. He didn't, st- over here in this situation, usually he'll pray, Hashem, stop it, don't let them go into the thing, into the... No, his humility, he could have said that. No, he doesn't want to, messing around with the Torah itself, I got to stand firm. This is what's going to happen. Hashem is saying, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen because you're messing with the Torah. Over here is humility, he didn't stop it. Why? Because he knows you're messing with the Torah. Sometimes humility, you cannot have the, the most, 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 most. When, when was the Torah given? On what? On Har Sinai. How come wasn't giving on, 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 on a regular floor? Because sometimes you cannot be humble in certain situations. Moshe Rabbeinu was not humble in this situation saying, No, stop, please stop. No, 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 no. You're messing around the Torah? This is the consequence. And Moshe Rabbeinu didn't stop it. And what do we know? This connects greatly to last week's parasha. How? We know at all the... At all the... Out of all the the the, the miraglim, Moshe Rabbeinu prays for who? Yehoshua. His name is Hosea. We'll make it Yehoshua. Now the question is why? Why? Besides his student, there's another reason why. Because Yehoshua himself was extremely humble himself, like more than anything. So now, if he's so so humble, sometimes a person in his life, when he's too so 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 humble. So now, when, when let's say they're speaking against the land of Israel, he won't speak up. He won't say anything. He might be with them. We don't know. He's humble. person humble says, okay, fine, this is what you're doing. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. So Moshe Rabbeinu prays for Yeshua. In this situation, you got to stand up for what's right. And that's why his name, Hosea, is turned from what? Yehoshua. And everybody knows, where did the Yud come from? Where did the Yud come from? Just, just put a Yud over there. The youth came from Sarai Menu. Her original name was what? Sarai. That would have changed to Sarah. But what happened to the youth? So youth goes up to Hashem, Hashem, what are you doing with me? I was next to Sarai. 
says, no, you, the last letter of Sarai, we're going to change to Sarah, but we're going to put you in front of Yehoshua, in front of the youth for the Yehoshua. You understand? Hoshea, Yehoshua. But the question is, what's the connection with Sarah? That her yud should be in front of Hoshea, Yehoshua. What's her yud? Why her? The answer is, is because Sarah was also very humble. And she saw something that was happening in her house. What was that? What was that? Her son is Hawk. Her son is Hawk. Was getting influenced by Ishmael in a bad way. So she stands up and she makes a point. And she says, Abraham Abinu, you have to get him out of the house. You know what kind of stand you have to have? Mind you, Abraham, Abraham's child is Ishmael, through our God, of course, but it's still his child. Imagine a woman saying to her own husband, kick out your son, out of here. You know what kind of courage you have to have? You know what kind of courage you have to have? That's a lot of courage. And Sarai, she did it. She stood up, Abraham, I know he's your son, I love him very much, but at the end of the day, this is what's going on. He's influencing Yitzhak in a bad way. Get him out! She had to stand up for what's right. And the humility, she overcame that humility with Abraham Avinu, she overcame that courage. And therefore Hashem changes that you, and He puts it in front of Yeshua, that Yeshua, you have to stand up for what's right. You have to be courageous. There's certain times in your life where you have to make a stand. This is going against the Torah, I must make a stand. I know a family that the, that, the, that the mother, the wife, is extremely, extremely humble. Whatever the husband says, ah, yeah, let's do whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. And I remember one time, many, many, many years ago, that I was, I was, I was, uh, I was hearing what was going on. A rabbi was telling me that he, this, her son was in a very good yeshiva. And the father didn't like it that he's become religious. So he put him out to a non-religious school. And I remember at the time, the, the rabbi of the school asked the wife, get involved, like, what's going on? You're the mother too. He's the father, you're the mother. He says, no, whatever my husband says, I go by. So I was thinking in my mind, you're right. Be mevated. Let go. Give in. No problem. But but this thing over here in this situation, the situation of dore dorot. It's a situation of generations after generations. You have to do what Sarah did. In this situation, you have to understand there's ways of doing it. You can do it in a correct way. You can maybe call a rabbi, rabbi, help me out. And then the rabbi himself will come speak to the husband and say, listen, your wife is not feeling well with this, with this, uh, with this uh, situation that you put her in. She really wants, there's ways to go. And the rabbi might have said, you know what? Let's put a mediocre. Let's put it this, put it in the, the, the this is very, very, let's put it in the, the religious, it could be, I don't know. But at the end of the day, to put him into a non-religious school completely. And the wife doesn't say anything. There's certain times where a person has to be courageous and say, this is what's right. I'm sorry, this is what's right. This is what I stand for. And I can't let my limits go down than this. This is what we're going to do. 
This, we have to work this out. This is what's going to happen. And sometimes in life you have to make that stand. And that's what Yeshua did with the Menaglim. That's what Kalev did with the Menaglim. I had to make my stand. Even though how humble he is, this I have to make my stand. Korach, same way. Moshe Rabbeinu said he made his stand. Yeah, if Hashem wants you to go down to the ground, make Chuba. Now I can go to the ground. He didn't pray, no, please Hashem, stop them. Don't let them go to the ground. Go to the ground. Why? Because over here there's nothing to be humble about. Over here, what's going on? You can ruin the whole Torah. And this is the great lesson that we're learning. Like this, this words, these words are very important. Kilomilibi. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I didn't make it up. It's not from my heart. This is all from Be'olam. And that's what Quran says, Moshe Emet, Torah Torah Emet. And this is Moshe Rabbeinu teaching us. I didn't make it from my heart. Everything is the, the most important letter. Everything was Mosorah. From Hashem to me, to you, to everyone, till this very day. And that's one of our principles of faith that we have. That everything was every single word. Whatever it says, it's legit. You know, somebody says to me, Rabbi, is it real when it says, Tamut Torah Kenei Kulam? Is that, is that real? Like, is, is that really real where you do one mitzvah? Is it really real where it says that, that one, one mitzvah that you do in this world is, 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 is greater than all, the Olam Abba is greater than all the pleasures that you have from the beginning of creation till the end of the creation. Is that true? Torah says that. But it's hard to believe. What do you, what do you mean? That's what it says. It says. Finish. What are you talking about? What are you questioning? What are you questioning? Right? Is it really true if a person goes out of his way and he desecrates Shabbat, Motiumat? Is it really true? He says. The Torah says it. No, but Rabbi, could it be? It could very well be. I know of a person, personally. I was friends with a person. I was friends with a person many years back. I remember when I was 19 years old, I was in Yeshiva, Mikdash Melech. I got a phone call. I got a phone call on a Sunday morning. You know, so and so, I said, yes. He said he got a car accident on a Friday night when he was driving and he died. It's not a joke. I know this person. He died on a Friday night, driving on Shabbat on a Friday night. But what about everybody else? Hashem has his ways, don't worry. <laughs> You're thinking, what this, that, that. Hashem has his ways. If it says, Moshe Emet, it's Emet. Moshe Rabbeinu is not making it up. Moshe, don't think a person's going to say to himself, oh no, Rabbi, but what did I do at the end of the day? Big deal. Big deal. No, 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 no. You mess around with Shabbat, Mahalei Motiumat. Finished. Finished. You don't can't mess around. It's real. Torah is real. Torah is very real. But it goes also with the reward as well. The reward is tremendous. The reward is tremendous. The Avon is tremendous. The reward is tremendous as well. Rabbi, do you really mean to tell me when the when it says in the in the Mishnah that uh, that that is it really really true that you tell me the second of the the waiting room of the Gan Eden before I walk in is more pleasurable than the whole entire world from the from from beginning of your life to the end of your life? One sniff of it, yes, it's very true. It's very very true. Moshe emet to Torato emet. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. I didn't come out from my stomach. It's not coming out from my heart. It's not coming out of my brain. It's coming from Hashem. It's coming from Hashem. So two great lessons that we're learning out from it. One lesson is, everything that's written in Torah, it's exact from Hashem to Moshe till this very, very day. And everything is real. Second thing is, Humility. How you see over here, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't stop the punishment of Korach. Why not? Because sometimes a person has to stand up for what's right. 
You say the same thing by Yoshua, you have to stand up, it's right. You say the same thing by Sarai Menu, you have to stand up, it's right. Have a great Shabbat. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.